0: back to Wellness and Wonder for another episode number 29. I strongly believe that we can really grow through our own experiences in life, mostly if experiences are met honestly, consciously and courageously. So today we want to share the importance of self-coaching our lives, not following specific idealisms, as many forms of idealism as it is against our freedom of thought. So inspiration, in these cases, can be the right approach to any idealism that captures our mind. So since uh, it is uh, life is not a problem to be solved, but uh, an experience to be lived, let's talk about how sharing experiences and how experiencing life is important, following certain techniques not to get lost. So today with Christina Lopez, she's a powerful coach, uh, I truly admire, she lived in London for a long time, she discovered her inner work within and she decided to teach others how to do the same. So uh, we will discover why our own truth is so important, but many times it is, uh, it gets lost. So ciao Christina. welcome to Wellness and Wonder.
1: Thank you, Fran, for having me. It's really nice to be here.
0: For me too. So we are going to share many important messages today about the importance of values, about the importance of following our inner voice. Um, first of all, tell us a bit about your background, Kri, since uh, you, you became a coach, an amazing woman coach.
1: <laughs> so um, I guess my background always, like my, my studies always had this foundation in psychology. And my career took many different turns when it came to like the human motive understanding through the work that I was doing. So I worked in digital advertising and then in venture capital when before I started my actual practice. But during that time, there was a lot of different avenues I was exploring for myself and also trainings that I was naturally doing to like build on my own toolkits and I obviously started meeting all these guides as well through my own journey which was more for my my own personal growth I then started realizing that there was a huge codependency when it came to traditional psychology that was actually the main reason why I didn't go into clinical and I wanted to go back and really go back to like the roots of soul work and what it means to be able to take full accountability in becoming your own self healer. And also being able to hold space for that within yourself whenever you're being challenged in, in very difficult moments. So for me, after I kind of made that commitment, it just became like a very profound focus for my work, where now everything I do with regards to partnerships and brands and companies, they all have the theme of being part of this wellness movement and helping people heal in one way or another.
0: Absolutely, because what's important to understand also is uh, do we really uh, want to to be seen as we appear to be or do we want to uh, be seen as the experience of what we truly are? And uh, we we really can appear as we truly are only if we, of course, live our life with our heart open, being open-minded, but also if we experience things fully, facing things, even if they can be challenging, not Taking the escape route basically. So uh, can you prove the fact that if you are a, an amazing coach today is because you have been experiencing many different realities in your own life, facing them, growing from them?
1: I think so the way I've learned to be a guide to others is is quite a unique kind of I guess there's a unique dynamic that I very much honor in the work that I'm doing. And I've understood that everyone, like, I don't really believe in life coaching because I don't think you can be someone, you can't coach somebody on their life. But when it comes to coaching, it's very much being able to respond and lead through your expertise and methodologies that goes beyond your life experience. So yes, I guess from the business side of things, it's definitely like All the things I've learned have helped me be able to to sustain my business and get to this point as part of owning a wellness business and running a wellness business. But when it comes to being a coach, I don't actually think it's relevant what you've lived and how that can help your client. What's more important is coming in with that awareness and the intention to be able to get the client to where they want to be. And that comes from having that like active dialogue. And it's almost like, you know a live response of what you are understanding through the methodologies, the toolkits, and also what you've learned has helped you get out of certain mindsets and narratives and all of these it's things.
0: Clear. it's, uh, I mean, in my opinion, of course, everyone has his own teaching and, of course, uh, Uh, experience of learning, but I believe how can we become so aware if we haven't experienced something, so how do we really know what we want and what we are if we don't live different realities and different experiences that brought us to this decision, to the final one, or if it's not the final The, to the awareness of the moment, so it can come from a moment with someone, but it, it mostly, at least for me, most of the time comes from experience, deep experience from the past, which cannot be make us feel doesn't have to make us feel stuck in it, but it has to be has to be seen as a lesson.
1: Absolutely. Well, I guess I, I agree with you from the aspect that it's like a deep a deep inner psyche experience that right. that kind of goes irrelevant. Like the way I see it, it's almost irrelevant to the situation at hand. So, yes, the contrast, I do believe, from my perspective, is what we need to live to evolve. Like, because it's always there. Like, if we were constantly in the state of, you know, bliss, we would never grow. Our minds would never evolve. Our ability to expand and innovate wouldn't be there. So, it's also part of definitely agreeing with what you said with the inner psyche awareness which is where the work is being done constantly whether we're aware it where we whether we're conscious or not
0: absolutely um absolutely and of course uh, each technique can be functional for different people it, it's very personal like you always say in fact i love your way of thinking but i also believe that awareness is part of the expansion of our mind and there is no point to yes to think of an experience related to a situation for me, because uh, the more I face it, the more I learn, but the most important is yeah, to, to, to get over it. So which technique would you use for people that are stuck in the past, for example, because of their own experiences? That, so they don't these experiences don't make them grow, they, they make them feel stuck. What's the switch we have to activate in our mind to see them as a lesson instead of seeing them in other ways?
1: Very good question. Um, because it's very interesting that when we're when we're stuck in these timelines of the past and future, yes, and and how we can how it takes us away from from the present focus. Um, but there's there's many ways. I think like the main thing that has to be acknowledged is the past no longer exists. Realistically, we're holding on to a story that is no longer part of our current reality. And the main toolkit that I think helps me in many ways to, and has helped me personally as well, and it's something that I teach a lot is knowing how to differentiate between the small self and the higher self, where in many ways, like the small self is the ego, the ego is holding on to the story. Yes. And when you remind yourself that, like, actually, you know, Christina might care a lot about what happened and what happened this morning when I had to have that confrontation and when I had to go through that particularly difficult experience with this, with a person that I love, for example. And I really, I really, really had to contain myself. And I couldn't, let's say you lost it. And then from that experience, I can still be holding on to it in my psyche, it can still be active in my body, can still be active in, in my mind as it's kind of integrating within my nervous system. But your higher self is indifferent so i think like the main toolkit is knowing like if beyond just being the observer because when you're living something difficult it's very difficult to just kind of be like oh, okay i'm just gonna like step out of this because you're living it you're already in that state of an experience but if you are able to understand the difference between these sides of the psyche small self higher self your higher self is indifferent And I think when you focus on it from that perspective, it breaks down the identity. And I think that's the most effective toolkit for any type of resistance that comes up again. Because as soon as you're like, but my soul doesn't really care about that. My soul is holding no grudges. My soul is holding no judgment. My soul is holding no real grudge against the past situation. My soul's at peace with it. You start shifting. Naturally, you start already feeling better and that's how you can free yourself and that's how you can free your whole emotional look associated with it as well.
0: So true not to get attached to an identity that has been grown through our past for example in fact it is who we can create um, we can create our own reality that matches our own expectations perspectives values likes dislikes wishes hope and dreams like you said Christina so to be adaptable to the time changing and to adapt to life changing is fundamental to rebuild our own reality so that's why we always say there are many different realities because we evolve we are never the same person along our life and it's nice to reinvent ourselves and to rebuild the reality we want that doesn't necessarily have to be in our mind because otherwise it's not really real but to Take action with our right intentions that can change along the process. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think think that's a very wise angle.
0: Yes, baby. Uh, What's your experience of life, the most powerful experience of life that brought you where you are? Because uh, I have been hearing many people that have been coaching with you and the amazing progresses they're doing. So I'm very curious, which was the most powerful experience you had in your life to be able to do what you do now?
1: Mm, beautiful question. <laughs> no one's, no one's ever, ever actually asked me that before. Really? really? Yeah. No one's asked me like what's the most powerful experience that like got you here? Because obviously, like there are several key turning points, but I would have to say that um, probably my previous relationship with my partner played a very big role in the spiritual depth that we explored together. And what, what it fundamentally gave me with regards to my personal vision. And it was very interesting because, you know, like for me, the growth was was so unique to both of us. We both had such like the he was, my my previous partner was very Um, a very big advocate in taking this work a little bit deeper and in many big ways was always like reminding me of the gift that I had without realizing it like he wasn't even conscious but it was something that he reinforced a lot and I would say probably spending almost four years of my life with this person was a profound turning point of what got me here and making me decide that this is where I'm supposed to be this is where I'm supposed to serve and it came also from us you know breaking up and going through that whole process of awareness of you know the reinforcing of who I am and what I came here to do that I think was when you kind of like see the the web of events of how like all your relationships interactions play a role he was a very significant um driver for a lot of what I'm doing now and how I'm doing it and the awareness that I have with it because in many ways he was the one that planted that seed for me without realizing. So I'm very grateful for, for him.
0: So beautiful, Cristina. So relationships are one of the most fundamental uh, things in our life uh, to make us grow to make us realize what we want so most of the time people enter the spiritual world becoming very individualistic so let's mm-hmm. tell them it is it is not actually true it is important to reconnect with your own self but connecting to others it's equally important so um, people sometimes avoid relationships because they, they, they make them feel confused while it is just a chaos that is bringing them to growth. And um, so it's very beautiful, the story you said, but thanks for sharing it. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of blaming, in fact, our ex-boyfriend sometimes, we should get the right messages that, that they taught us. And uh, mm-hmm. it's important to, um, to see the beauty in any relationship. Um, do you think, uh, do you agree with the idea that we must replace the, the idealism within this world with values? Because at the, at the end are the values the right answers? of our lives because we create our own values following our own needs. And so they, 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 they seem to be our answer in our daily life. What do you think about this? Okay.
1: Can you, I struggled to understand that. I, um, I struggled to understand what you meant. Would you mind just repeating it or simplifying it a little bit?
0: So the difference between idealism and values because they're not yeah. they're like made of rules, both of them, but it's it, not, okay. not about rules. So what is that we must follow in our mind, heart, usually in your opinion, the most, the idealism we create during our life or our core values that adapt and change during our evolution of growth?
1: Mm. Um, well, I guess our ideals are very much like unique to, the content, which is almost irrelevant because it's like, it's like belief systems, right? They're ever-changing and you can believe something to be true and then not be true. And I think like our values change with that. So it's very kind of interlinked from that perspective. You know, like our belief systems and our values are ever evolving. So nothing's ever really fixed. So from that perspective, what's more important is truth. Like how do you acknowledge the truth in your value system and your belief system to challenge that to make sure that you're not stuck in your way of growing and and believing what is true because there is no nothing is fact. And I think that's when we get stuck like within ourselves. Like if you if you suddenly are like, I value, you know, people who do this. You can start restricting yourself. You can start causing resistance in your relationships if you don't see those particular values present. And all of these things require, you know, flexibility. So I think truth is the ultimate guiding force to answer that question.
0: Amazing. And uh, now the question that comes into my mind is uh, what is real and what is not? Because necessarily what is real can be untruthful, but then what is unreal can be truthful because uh, it's what we feel, for example. So we are getting lost because of the future arriving so fast and because of our emotions stuck in the past. We are getting a bit lost about what's real, what's not, what is about truth, what is not about truth. And so how can we find this truth? Of course, inner truth is the most valuable one, but how can we find truth in life? Believing in ourselves, what's your idea about this cream?
1: So, okay, to question-
0: Of course, for each of us, but in your mind, what do you feel?
1: So truth is a guiding force. Yeah. I think like our energetic body is what gives us that clarity. So when you're thinking something and you question like, is it true? Like, is this emotion true? Is this feeling true? Is Is this thought true? By just posing that question, you can then inter- find feel in to what is feeling good and what isn't, and it's almost like, in a way, you're reinforcing your own intuitive intelligence. You know, yes. But yes. That's how I. That's how I think truth is, can be our ultimate guiding force from that perspective. Absolutely. Because it's like, Absolutely. you know, it's like, is, is this my truth? You know, you, you can also make it specific. Because a lot of the time as well, when we're judging people's actions and behaviors, we're not honoring that they're expressing their truth. And we're expressing our truth. But is it our truth? And is it their truth? Is it their fear or is it their truth? Because I think by doing that, you activate a deeper, you know, subconscious root to what you're perceiving. And I think that ultimately is what frees you from feeling like you don't know and getting stuck in that loop of spiraling with the uncertainty.
0: Absolutely. So I I completely agree with you. So I always follow my intuition. And of course my values help me not to get lost because values for life are things that we believe in. So it's this belief that defines my way of living life. It's not against my intuition, but it's about values that are like branch marks um to measure achievements in life, for example. So I suggest like Christina just said now, to believe in our intention, in our intuitions more than anything else. Because it is about our truth at the end of the day. It's our life. It's no one else's life.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Uh, during your sessions, uh, create, uh, how do you really um, approach your clients? Because you have a different methods for each person, which I find fantastic. You don't uh, stick to rules; you adapt to the person you are healing at the moment. You are taking care of. So, um, how do you do? You follow your intuition while you have someone in front of you.
1: Always, when I'm in session, it's very subconscious. I've been trained to know how to guide from that place of, you know, you're you're not thinking. I'm in trance most of the time. And obviously like it's so unique to the individual with what type of frameworks, methodologies I will introduce. So when people say like, what does a session entail? It's, It's only something you can experience based on everything. Like your way of wiring your life. Like I look at eye movements, I look at body language and that's how I can like find the right decide on the right toolkits I know will help you based on how I see you recognize and pick up on information. You know, some people are a lot more like kinesthetic and they're a lot more like, you know, emotional based in in their body language and the eyes tell a lot of how they recall and reconstruct certain life experiences. So if I see that you're visual, I then will work with you on more like visual based approaches. If I see that you're more linear, which comes also from the eyes, you start seeing how the brain is working to find the right methodologies to introduce but it's very much indicated through that like i screen the physical to then understand from that body um like language and even virtually like it's very effective because i can see when people are expressing themselves where where they are within that nervous system and where like that it's been stuck and yes it's scientific but it's also extremely energetic so, you're working with all the bodies of consciousness at the same time that, like, that goes beyond what's actually physically being shown to you. And that's what's incredible, too, because you just go, you, you're guided through you know, their, their stories and it's the language as well. So, it's basically like decoding, constantly decoding. So, if people ask me what do I do in session? I'm decoding what's not true to find the core truths.
0: Yes, so beautiful, so interesting. Uh, that's what I actually also noticed during the debates that I told you about that I organize at home about transformation. Um, I don't do a one-to-one uh, publicly; usually, privately. But I have to say that the body language through that I feel within the group it's sometimes totally disaligned with their thoughts, and so. Um, if the events uh, I believe in our life are not aligned uh, to the values, uh, to what we believe in, we are likely to experience a sense of discontent. So, um, but people really don't understand the root of this problem, Chris. So, I would say it's very difficult to really make people and help people align their intentions with intuitions and realities. So, um, I believe uh, that's why I always say to people that sharing experience is the most powerful teaching, even though you are more scientific and more realistic, but because uh, sometimes we don't know how to really read problems or facts only if someone tells us what, in this case, I me, mean, she has been through, I, I will truly understand it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, do you usually... Um, Trust the person you have in front of you while you uh, do your reading session.
1: It's interesting because it's not really about trusting them, it's about trusting yourself. Yes. I don't need to trust them. I don't need to trust, like, it's not about that. You know, it's like, I have to trust what is coming up in me as I am responding to them. So I never, I, the dialogue of trust is not really what's present. But I would say like rapport, you know, because there's that subconscious rapport that we're building right now, even in conversation, you know, when you're just like super comfortable around the people that, around someone that you've just met for the first time and like everything is just like, so you, you guys are almost like mirroring each other from the perspective of like, you know, the way you're holding a conversation. Like if you were to meet someone at a restaurant, you're just like both leaning in and you can just see how your bodies are like subconsciously merging into one type of connection and that's really interesting too because essentially like that is what's created and that is my ultimate goal and what I want to achieve with my clients it d- happens most of the time but yeah. it can also not happen sometimes you know like sometimes a rapport can be broken for if the client is going through you know a spit like something where they they don't want to connect you know like so subconsciously it might not even be there it might not be allowed because it's something that needs to be kind of, you know, the bound, like it has to be let down. The guard has to be let down from both people without thinking about it. And there's some occasions where rapport is just not available in the moment. But I would say like, that is what I, I don't pay attention to but that's my, like my goal with how I want to feel with my client. And it's ultimately just like a connected, an authentic connection. However that comes out, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, light, that we're connected, we're connected in all your emotions, and we're connected with your frustration, with your anger, with your love, and your grief, it's just, it's connection. Yes. And that I think is important.
0: I believe so too. I believe a connection should be the opposite, the, the meaning of connection should be the opposite of addiction, because most of the time we get addicted to things because of lack of connection. So the more connected we feel within ourselves and with others, that's why I love these debates and these uh, sessions you're doing, Christina. because basically we are helping people to connect with themselves and with others, which is the most important to avoid addictions. Addictions is the same for me as being in a jail, because you are not free at all. Your desires and your happiness is tied to these addictions, which is not about being free being free to love, being free to express yourself because you are tied up to these addictions. So most of the time, connection is the resolution for these kind of problems. When we connect to nature, for example, or when we connect to someone we love, even if online, we can get the reason why we have addictions, because there is a lot of lack of connection. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. I like that. I really like that philosophy. I like that perception. <sighs> because I do think like, because it is like the way I see addiction is codependency and we are everyone, I think also has addiction like addictive tendencies, you know? So like, I think like we underestimate like what we're addicted to because it's obviously like things that distract from ourself. Like that's how I see it. So yes, ultimately what we are doing is we're distracting ourselves from the purest form of self-connection every time. We're choosing to distract ourselves and I actually did a post on this recently which is quite interesting because it's like it's been quite present in how i've been perceiving when people are not wanting to face the truth and we can be addicted to you know content we can be addicted to constantly having to go out to we can be addicted to retreats we can be addicted to doing courses online courses just to like feel like we're growing but we're really connecting with the material you know like things like that that yeah. that exist in today's society that is often overlooked and not seen as an addiction but it goes beyond substances and alcohol you know like we can sometimes become addicted to our own emotions you know like i had a client that was very addicted to her grief you know like it was part of her her being was defined as being someone that always needed to suffer and that she was creating this constant dynamic in her life that was always suffering. She was suffering with work. She was suffering with a relationship. She was suffering with her family. And it got to a point when it's like, are you aware of that pattern? How you might've been creating a codependency on the suffering self on the suffering version of you, because that's all you, you, you express, you know? So it's really, really fascinating. Cause I think like, Addiction is something that we can definitely go deeper in and work with more from that perspective when it comes to yes, you know, we're all addicts. Yes. It's, it's part of the human yes. essence, you know.
0: Absolutely, and the, the perfection is so boring. So the, the idea is to be aware and to find this balance between something you really love, something that makes you feel addicted to something that actually makes you feel connected to the same Yeah,
1: yeah using it absolutely as like, when you know that something's maybe getting into the unhealthy zone, how to bring it back and make it bring it back to that rooted source awareness. Oh
0: absolutely that's why i believe um, this uh, new re- reality coming uh, um, to our world uh, super soon which is the virtual world can be dangerous because we already have these difficulties in finding this finding this connection within imagine when our um, attention will be completely rejected on something that is virtual what about us so it's very important i believe with this coaching christina you are going to do and uh, with the programs also i'm going to offer to people that it's very uh, dangerous to lose the connection within you because then the rest doesn't exist anymore it's a fake so it's important to to find a balance because of all that's happening yes yeah no I have you heard heard, Christina of reality transurfing
1: transurfing yes no I haven't heard of it
0: I I just read a book um, one month ago. Um, It's uh, written by Vadim uh, Zeland. It's about uh, um, different realities in our mind. And so transurfing, because we transurf uh, and we travel in those different realities, and then uh, we make we can make it happen only if we believe in it. So we have an infinite number of spaces and possibilities at the same time. So we don't stick to a certain reality, maybe imposed by the system or maybe imposed by people people around us, but we truly travel within our mind to decide what we really want to create, which I find is amazing. It's mm-hmm. a very esoteric book, but it's very interesting. And, the- and
1: not many people know it yeah um is it done through hypnosis or like what is the transfer process i guess it's uh uh,
0: it's about uh, accepting the fact that we can have different realities in our mind and uh, within our mind we can really discover already what's good and what's not for our well-being as uh, we can see how we react to certain thoughts uh we react uh, uh, to certain thoughts coming from the past so basically we eliminate and we take advantage of things we love and then we can create our desired reality um mm. it's very long i believe the <laughs> what's your favorite book uh, uh, regarding these uh, mindset coaching and psychological um, sides of our brain that you love the most
1: i would have to say from a neuroscientific perspective, *Becoming Supernatural* by Dr. Joe Dispenza yeah. opened, I think, the science of spirituality to a lot of people who are part of his community, but just in general, who are just really intrigued about, you know, that the scientific reality of how like energy can be measured and the chakra systems and how all of that is like intervenes across so many different, you know alternative medicinal approaches and ultimately using all of his material to understand how that helps you heal yourself and i think that was part, by far one of my most profound books but when it comes to like psychology i've actually spent a lot of my like the last 5 years i would say unlearning a lot of my psychological training because i've understood that like there's so much more that goes deeper beyond focusing on like the physical and like the mental biohacking because although that is still a part of the work I go I now I'm really like investigating deeper into the five bodies of consciousness and how all of that interlinks to create like our ultimate states of being and I think psychology doesn't go that deep and a lot of the time it's making you you know replay a lot of things. And it's making you talk about a lot of things that you don't necessarily need to talk about because you're keeping them active in your vibrational field. So all of these things that are like taught in clinical psychology, which is the main reason why, although I have a lot of respects for a psychologist and psychiatrist who I know have helped a lot of people, my awareness of what I think gives people that accountability, that self-accountability goes beyond the psychological frameworks. And although they interlink, yeah, I think yeah. like, I, I don't feel like that is what I endorse through my training. And I would say that, yeah, that book is just 100% worth reading.
0: Amazing. I will read it. I didn't read it. Thank you so much. Uh, we will, of course, text the title of the book uh, on the description of our posts. So, um, so would you say that a practical sense uh, can be the ability to choose uh, freely a variant of reality at will by establishing um, conscious control over one's intentions and attitudes to the world.
1: Can you repeat that one more time?
0: So a practical sense of what we are saying can be the ability to choose completely freely a variant of different realities at will. Mm -hmm by basically establishing a conscious control over one's intentions and attitudes to the world.
1: Okay. That can be also
0: a practical sense of what we are saying of choosing our own reality, not getting distracted, following our inner voice with intentions and intuitions. I'm trying to explain in different kind of statements for people to get it uh, truly within.
1: I mean, that's, I guess that's very much part of the process. You're choosing, you're choosing liberation, essentially.
0: Yeah. But I
1: would say that, like, Expression, yeah. Beyond choice, you are the creator of every circumstance. I think, like, you, if we are able to reinforce that belief, Yeah. that ever-evolving belief, that ever-evolving belief system of, I'm the creator of my own reality, I've created all the circumstances in my life even the ones that I can't fully comprehend I am the initiator to all my life experiences to everything that people have shown me that have mirrored within me I am that creator I choose to decide what to do with the new learned wisdom but I'm always free I think the idea of thinking that we're not free without certain things even without certain like tools like you know people can associate freedom with so many things and i think we need to figure out a way to break that down and simplify that like no matter what you're feeling even in grief or even when you're feeling stuck your soul your inner being is free yes
0: and that's how we really grow um that's how we can really fly because uh, only if people can understand our way of thinking even if they don't agree with it then they give us permission to really follow our own um, mindset, which is so important to really grow because uh, each of us, as we said, has its own history. So it's really important to be understood and to be um, supported by people around us, even if we don't think alike, because any different mindset or different kind of thoughts can be powerful in the same way. We adapt it, of course, in different ways, following our own life. But I believe the most important is to understand, be understood, to believe, and to be believed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's very important. I love what you said, Kri. Okay. Um, so can we just say again how important values are? That's what we believe. I'm just I'm not going against your thoughts. I'm just trying to understand uh, why values are seen as a weakness point sometimes even though sometimes, at least for me, they are my strength uh, to not to get lost and to avoid maybe also even uh, lying to myself. So sometimes I avoid the circumstances because they don't follow my value. And it is true. It is against freedom. It's actually true. But then at the same time, it is my strength at the same time to avoid, for example, being naughty, to avoid um, getting hurt, to avoid, and of course, it's less free as a as a way of thinking, but sometimes it can also make us feel, they can make us believe even more in us, in our way of thinking.
1: Which is exactly what I was saying, that focuses yeah. too much
0: on yeah. yourself.
1: You know, you can just said it yourself. It's like, yeah, it yeah, helps, yeah. but it doesn't make you feel free. So really Absolutely. it's like that, you know, it's, that you yeah. it's a fixation. But in many, it's not to say that it's not important, you know, But it's very much linked to the identity. So that's why when it's like, when you make it, and this goes back to the first toolkit you asked me about how to get, how to, you know, not live in the past. When you focus on the higher self and the small self and differentiate. And then with the higher self, you suddenly have this understanding of in this moment, what do I truly value? What do I truly need? Yes, that's the value I'm talking about. But goes, it goes beyond, though, having to even, like, justify it, you know, Absolutely. and be like, it's because it's not like, you know, you're not, you yeah. don't want to create, like, a fixed, like, I think that's what creates fixed personalities, when values become too, like, hardwired in our belief systems, Absolutely. that it's like, if you're not, like, a, um what's, I, what what's, I guess, the most common thing that people would, like, value in their friendships, I guess, like, you know, honesty, if you're not honest with me, then we can't have any relationship. You know, because I value honesty. I don't think you're an honest person and I don't think you're a genuine person. However, that exists on so many different levels. So, like, where's the truth in that?
0: Yeah, but for example, we can become achievers in life because we start adding value to others' people's lives as well. So and that can help us. Feeling uh, grateful for what we are doing. So uh, it is true that it's attached to an identity most of the times, but at the same time, can also uh, make us feel a happier person because uh, adhering to the value uh, we believe is the right for the mo- we believe is right for the moment, because they can always change indeed. Um, we are more aware also of the importance of the moment, maybe. Otherwise, it's maybe too freely accepted or too freely. Um, uh, Seen while if
1: yeah no continue continue
0: yes so I believe uh, uh, like you said the values is uh, about creating an identity like many religion imposes for example like religions are all about values but they impose them if you don't follow this value you're gonna go you know in the dark nights of your soul but while i believe what is beautiful of religions is because they all share the same values which are the values that make us feel also humans and alive sometimes so um yeah i i totally yeah i love the debates of value by the way <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's very interesting uh, because uh, you
0: are right, totally right in my opinion, but I also know um, that it's true. We get to attach to values. As you said, the Cristina, so true. But at the same time, they add value to our lives and others' people achievement too. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, they can, but I think, like, I'm seeing it two different things because it's like, it's how you're serving through your essence
0: yeah
1: which goes beyond your values so how you help other people isn't because of Francesca and her values it's because of her essence which goes back to the uniqueness from my perspective but I think we we both just you know define that in a different way because we have a different you know perspective of what it is right now and I understand too though where your perception of this comes from yes
0: the perception of these values yeah yeah
1: beautiful
0: also to understand the value of someone which is not necessarily a value that we build in ourselves but to to really believe in the value of people so that's why i asked you before do you trust the person you have in front of you because i've been noticing i'm not able to truly find a connection even work-wise that's why i prefer to be a host and uh, organize uh, these beautiful debates with amazing coaches like you, because mm-hmm. I find it difficult to create a connection if I don't trust the person. So for me, uh, of course it's about me, it's about trusting someone, then I can rebuild really or understand the connection most of the times. Uh, so uh, we add value to the person to, to create this healing moment, even though I don't trust the person. So adding the value of the situation and the person to feel valuable and also to feel trusted, even though we don't know each other, even though there is not a truthful connection of trust.
1: Out of curiosity, what do you need to trust specifically in your client?
0: That's interesting. Or in the person,
1: like what is it that you're looking to trust in, in the person that you, I guess, are trying to help? Trust. trust, trust
0: the, the trust is words. So anything that comes out from our mouth, has to be real, even if it's bad or good. The most important for me it's about truth. Truth, like you, like I said before. True, but like you, Christina. But I believe truth it's hidden behind many things and it's so also taken so obviously sometimes by many people. So what I'm wondering is, I can really help this connection to grow if there is trust. Trust means reality in what you say, not bullshit.
1: Yeah, but I guess we can't fully ever know the truth of somebody else, only ourselves. I know. That's why... So how would you, you, when it comes to trusting in general, why why do you think that's so important to you? It's important, it's so
0: important to me because uh, people don't trust each other. I've been noticing during COVID that there is a big problem in society. People don't trust themselves. People don't trust each other. And so I wonder, how can you look for connections if you don't trust yourself? So I trust myself a lot. So I wonder if the person is coming to you to look for this kind of healing, he doesn't trust himself. If he doesn't trust himself, his words, often won't be real because it's projecting things he need or things she or he is thinking. So as a healer, I want to know the truth to be able to heal the moment, the connection, the problem you have. As a healer, I want to know the truth. So how can you deal with this connection of trust? Now maybe we, maybe we understand it better.
1: Mm, yeah, um, I guess, Because like first I said, the connection aspect is important to feel into first. But at the same time, I guess from my perspective and the way I work is um, I can, like when you work with a subconscious decoding, the truth is always revealed. Yeah. So it's like, so they can come in and most of the time this is just part of what happens. Like they come in and they're like, I am so angry at my, at my husband because he did this and I just can't stand him and I'm thinking about having a divorce whatever as an example and then you work through the deeper intentions of where that's coming from and then it can lead to something completely different because a lot of the time it's never really about the person it's about the emotion we're associating with a person or a situation so the truth usually lies into and how does it benefit you to have this situation? Like to hold on to this? Well, how does it benefit you to even want to have a divorce? So then you go deep and you break it down to like the fundamental understanding that gets revealed from the client themselves. You like it's just part of, I guess this is how I deal with knowing what's yes. really, yeah. what's really the core. You know, like I start every session in this way with different approaches of like, okay, but then what is it really? It's, it's the fact that you are not fully confident in, in wanting to become a mother. That's why your husband has now become someone you don't want to be with because you don't know if you want to be a mother. And then that's what comes out of all of these decoding, you know, of the storylines and the narratives that then you work with that. So for me, it's like the truth comes from Point. your position yes but 90% of the time no one's telling the truth anyway okay like think about how many times you ask someone how are you and they're like oh I'm fine and they're really 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 not fine <laughs> you know like we're lying like 80% of the time because yeah. <laughs> we're just like, part of our defense mechanism and a lot of the time it's like I'm not going to get into that so I'm just not going to tell them that I'm okay you know but it's it's so <laughs> to lie you know so, so that's why for me it's like. I don't seek truth from that perspective, but I think when you're doing this work and if you are truly a healer, it's irrelevant. The truth will be revealed.
0: Absolutely. I agree. i actually agree
1: with you, Christina. Always be revealed. It will be a fundamental thing that is part of the healing because if they're coming to you because they don't trust themselves, that's because they're trusting in you. And then you give them the trust that they need to trust themselves. That's how you feel Every that's how you heal society on a one on one basis. That's basically how you're giving them the tools that they need to then take that and give that to someone else. And it's just kind of that domino effect of awareness that is almost like the gift of trust. So, it's, Francesca's giving the gift,
0: yeah, that's why connecting to others, trusting others sometimes can help us as we have been seeing during our experience of uh, coaching that uh, mm-hmm. connecting to others makes you connect to yourself because you trust the others. If you don't trust yourself, then the healing is going to come back and you're going to trust yourself because of this pure connection that you created with someone you trust. In this case, you agree. Do you agree with that? Did I understand well?
1: Repeat it one more time. So I'm like- sorry, sorry asking. It's just so I can let it sink in. Cause I'm like, Yeah, so many
0: formations. When we connect to others, while not trusting ourselves, while we build this connection with others that is about trust, then this healing can be felt even within us, and we can start trusting ourselves. So most of the time, again, people don't trust themselves because they don't trust others. So it's all this exchange of energies that go back inside of you, and then there is lack of trust. So if we start statement is if we start trusting others for people to know do they trust trust do they start trusting themselves too do you believe in this exchange of energy about trust in this case
1: it depends okay and it it depends if they want to trust themselves it always depends if they want yeah you can gift like the gift comes from them being able to trust in you. Yeah. So then you can give them the ability to trust in them. But there's a choice. It's so- not a given. So no, I wouldn't be able, like, it, it can't be a guarantee from that perspective. You know, but it is It is very unique to what do you want to trust yourself? And when you don't, you're. it's very subconscious in the sense that you feel that resistance. Because essentially we are the ones that make ourselves sick. We are. Like there's, I don't think there's any, like even when it comes to illnesses and all of these things that we develop from cancers, like it's proven in alternative medicine, how emotions manifest first. And then we think it's genetic and we think it's all of these things, but the physical plane is the lowest, least intelligent reality that we live in yet we hold on to it the most. Yeah. So that's where That's where I guess the focus needs to be on like, why are you not really fully trusting? That's the question that should be posed. It's not really about, is trust established? It's like, you know, why not? Why are we not trusting in our own powers?
0: Actually ask yourself, dear friends, this own question. Why do I trust myself or if you don't, why I don't trust myself? Why do I trust others? Why I don't trust others? And get to the root of it. It's so interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Trust, I believe is such an important value we should feel within. If you don't trust yourself, you cannot go anywhere else in life. You cannot even, you're not even able to love because if you don't trust your love, if you don't trust yourself, if you don't love yourself, you don't. You cannot express this amazing, powerful force in the outside world toward someone else. Uh, Kri, um, would you like to share anything? Anything else related to your beautiful business that is growing so much? And would you like to share any wisdom quote with us? Something you wrote because I can see you write a lot. I love what you write on your uh, beautiful medias, and uh, yeah.
1: Um i would say for anybody who is looking to serve in this space and helping other people heal one thing that i've learned is when it comes to leading from your truth in particular that you never need to lead from anybody else's work you can study you can do all types of you know you can really research so many different fields in the spiritual realm and the scientific and the psychological but i think innately the wisdom is already inbuilt in us it's just been lost and when we follow the the material in a certain way we recreate it to be our own and i think that's essentially what allows you to find the uniqueness in how you can help other people heal so it's something that i think in this space, I would recommend everyone to honor that, honor their unique ability to translate the wisdom that's out there right now to help us lead in wellness. And I guess for a final quote for today's beautiful interview would have to be, and I want to say it from my heart right now, I don't want it to be like a quote that I've read or that I've seen, but your soul is ultimately what will free you the awareness of the soul is what will free you and that's become something i've been working with a lot this year in being able to really define soul for myself and i'd recommend anybody who's watched this to to prioritize that prioritize on what soul really is what does it mean to be a soul in this reality in this generation in this society in this on this planet you know and like work with that soul-centered approach to living
0: yeah which means being able to know who you are which is not easy at all so uh, the more you experience spiritual moments with people you love so spiritual we mean love um Uh, good energies, good experiences, be in touch with nature, be in touch with people you trust, uh, be in touch with spiritual guides that can help you to reach this conscious level feeling in your soul because it's the most powerful feeling ever, I have to say. And uh, once you get to know your soul, no one can tell you anything else than what you believe in. So um, create... Thank you so much for this beautiful interview.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: Let's, okay. I also have a quote that is always about experiences. (laughs) Life is a succession of lessons, which we must live and we must understand. There is no escapism. Let's escape reality with fashion, which is an amazing creative, you know, addition to our being, but when it's about emotions, psychology, understanding what we want to do in life. It's about understanding and facing reality. There is no escapism. That's how we grow, in my opinion, experiencing fully understanding and moving on. So like the Buddha, I love actually a sentence of the Buddha, uh, which says, what you dwell upon, you become. So Mm -hmm. the the, the quote means that uh, we are the master of our own destiny. So we must understand our soul toward our beautiful destiny. Beautiful. Kri, uh, where do you do your sessions again for our friends before we start, We finish this interview? Uh, how can they reach you? How can they text you to to find out your shadow?
1: Absolutely. Um, well, if you guys are interested in doing this type of deep inner soul work as well as performance training, it's all, it's kind of, it's all communication at the end of the day, whether it's with our inner being or with our way of, externalizing the way that we speak and express there's many different trainings that i offer for many different types of profiles and you can find me on instagram at christina lopez or on www.cristinalopez.co without the n and i would be honored to hear from anybody who's willing to explore this work a little bit deeper whoever feels like this message has resonated with them and thank you also francesca so much for having me here today and being able to have this beautiful conversation where we were you know, really able to just you know challenge our our work in this way and our perceptions and i think it's been you know a very very beautiful conversation to have right now so thank you i'm very grateful
0: i mean i'm very grateful too and i'm looking forward to host you as a an amazing coach to the retreats i will organize in the uk so back to london baby
1: <laughs> you come. Yeah, i'll come welcome. you guys can come to spain
0: So, be ready for further details because you will meet an amazing community and you will be the coach. So, okay, amazing. So, uh, we will write down all these details how to find Christina, and um, we will be in touch again soon, maybe for another topic together. (laughs) Bye.